That's right. It's episode 49 of Rinkside. Potty Potty here alongside Supreme, Yodi, and Pinkman. How are you guys doing tonight? Yeah, not too bad, Potty. It's a beautiful night here in uh, beautiful Edmonton, Alberta. Um, we had an exciting week this week with the uh, All-Star Week. I got the privilege to coach the uh, All-Star Game for the Miners. And uh, I noticed, Potty, you were in the All-Star Game for the uh, for the pros. Potty, how'd that go? Uh, I think it was a good experience. Uh, I enjoyed it. And I had, uh, you know, we were coached by Scurvy Dogs, so we know we had our best effort uh, put forward you know, ultimately the results, you know, didn't uh, register with the uh, talent and opportunity we had. But I think if we would have re-rolled the dice and done a, a new series, we would have, you know, favored a lot, a uh, lot better. Uh, but, uh, you know, real great experience overall. And I'm going to put those plus five points to use next season uh, and appreciate those that voted me in. Yeah, boy, potty, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, life in Edmonton's going uh, pretty good. It's pretty slow right now. Uh, work's going pretty good, adjusting to the new life. You know, it's uh, life's uh, getting a little different out here. But uh, what's going on in Potty's penthouse? I know uh, you had a pretty exciting day today. Why don't you share what uh, went down in today? Uh, but got a second <laughs> yeah. puppy today, a little girl, a little mini labradoodle. You know, I have a, an almost nice. three-year-old lab, mini Labradoodle named Kato. So we we got Layla. Yeah. Um, Layla is like, uh, it's I believe it comes from like Arabic or Hebrew roots. Um, okay. But um, it means like the night. And so it's often yeah. bestowed upon daughters that are born at night. And it means like daughter of the night. So it's kind of, uh, she's got a black coat with a little tinge of white, kind of like a moon cresting over the horizon on a dark evening. So, you know, pretty cool overall. Um, but I wanted to hear, you know, Yodi and uh, Pinkman, what's going down? Uh, nothing, nothing much, man. I just enjoyed my, my nice week without um, practice and school stuff. And now I'm moving to another busy week of sports and football and, you know, just hanging out. Yeah, Yodi, you're, I hear you're uh, a big football advocate. Why don't you share uh, to the viewers a little bit about your uh, football career? Nah, it's it's nothing big. What kind of football? Big. I just uh, American football. Um, oh, okay. But oh, I, well, that's everything there. You know, yeah. <laughs> no, no hockey. No hockey. Um, no, no. Seem like a kicker. No, not a kicker. <laughs> no, I played receiver for my high school team. Uh, um, in Missouri, we got some tough um we got a really good team we were 13th in the nation in 2019 um uh we had a rough year last year but we played against teams like img academy they're a pretty big school in florida but um nice i think I've yeah <laughs> nice, but i nice. yeah yeah pinkman what uh what do you got going on in your life this week buddy oh you know i wish i was getting another puppy that'd be nice but otherwise uh Work's been kind of down, figuring out a move here, getting ready to move off to college. And so it's been pretty downtime, busy every now and then. So nothing too nice. special. Nice. What uh, what college are you going to? Going to the North Dakota State University. Nice, buddy. That's awesome. Nice. What, uh, what do you plan on majoring in? Computer science. Oh, there, there we go, go, man. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. You're already uh, quite the talented uh <laughs> 
producer already with the graphic designs that you get going on or, or at least the video designs or whatever you want to call it so uh, i'm sure you'll flourish in that uh, department potty you got some relation to that uh you know like i didn't go into comp side like when i you know during my undergraduate but if i if i could roll back in time and become any career i would be i'd be an engineer you know i work m- mainly in product management or like operations so I'm the one uh, I did go back and did a boot camp to like build, uh, you know, like websites. So like Python, you know, HTML, CSS. But I think like getting the, the real undergraduate education in computer science just makes you a really nimble and like uh, ability to pr- solve problems you're passionate about. You'll be in like super high demand. It's a great choice you're making. Mm-hmm. And then there's me. I'm just a carpenter. Hey, man, we all we all build our our own destiny, and I think carpentry is really interesting too. Like the way you yeah. can work with something and refine it to like functional purpose or decorative. But you know, um, that's pretty hot. Um, but let's uh, move along to the start of the episode. We're actually going to start off with a preview of the upcoming games, and we're going to showcase to you now. Clausen would be here today, but he's unavailable, and he's told me this is coming from the source himself, Guy Clausen, you know, avant-garde overseer of the future. You know, he's the one with the Magic 8-Ball, and he's telling you that there are three games you need to watch this week. First is going to be Rome at Florence Firebirds on Tuesday so Florence looking to get back to their winning ways, but Rome has gotten the best of them when they last met. Then we've got Jacksonville at Boston. This is a divisional class uh, clash. The Vipers being led by Joey Rabb travel to Boston where they will, um, you know, turn it into something. Bosto has been turning the league upside down with their physical prowess and quick agility to become a serious contender. And finally, on Wednesday, San Diego versus Honolulu. Honolulu is the surprise team this season after a few rough seasons. They finally got the right pieces to make a run, but will San Diego derail their efforts as the second half of Season 7 gets underway? So, some big one games. More, uh, oh, yeah, one you more got game one? I want to, uh, yeah, one more game I just noticed there, Potty, on Thursday, the fourth game in the schedule. Oh. Miami versus Copenhagen, which Mm -hmm. uh, many of the uh, viewers that have been sticking around for the last little while would know that uh, our good friend, Chewy Canadian, uh, he's uh, quite the uh, important piece over there in Copenhagen. So I think, you know, Miami versus Copenhagen is definitely going to be a a game that everybody's going to want to watch. It's definitely going to be a game me and Potty would be watching. Hell yeah, absolutely. Well, I watch every single game my team plays, even the ones I miss, I watch them back even if it's just the highlights of myself buddy. scoring, but you know, it all counts. So, <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, those were our games. So let's take a look back at what were the plays of the week. This episode's brought to you by Dubby energy, the proud new sponsor of the ringside podcast for goals. The Dubby energy is the energy drink that helps with focus, concentration, reaction time with no jitters or crash. No jet is a crash, but I'm always stacking that cash and I'm making it fast. That's how we do it in the past. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Potty. If you guys would like to cop your 
Dubby uh, energy drinks or the Dubby apparel, head down to the link below in the description. Use the code rinkside on the Dubby website. All right. And yo, sponsored by Dubby. Dubby presents the plays of the week. Coming in with number three, we've got down the ice. Who's that? Oh, is it Potty with the breakaway from the 50-yard line? Oh, with the beautiful Ooh, backhand. Nice little backhand by Potty Potty. Absolutely love it. Love the enthusiasm we're getting here. Um, then we've got Flurry passing the puck. Does a deep. Oh, Ooh. right. Victor Flurry. Nice little with... windmill. Nice. Like that windmill uh, fire shot there. With Flurry, that's a good precision there. Number one coming up. This is a beauty, beauty goal, Potty. Check this one out. Oh, checking this one out. Who do we got coming down the ice? None other than Mojo Rising. What did we there just see? Go. Is that a one-handed tuck? One-handed tuck, yeah. And don't forget, boys uh, and girls, submit your clips so that we can uh, get more uh uh, highlight videos out to you guys for uh, potential top 10 i know we only get a top three this week uh normally we do a top five but uh, we're, we're hoping to get up to a, a top 10 for the week uh but yeah yeah absolutely and remind us to update our background screen for this please the week so coming up we have our power rankings um let's see uh what we got what do you, Yodi and Pinkman, what are you guys seeing over in the power rankings? Um, you know, I think I think right now they're living up pretty well. Uh you see teams like um uh Rome low on overall, even though they're doing pretty well this season. Uh same for Boston, Copenhagen. Albuquerque looks a little high to me, but you know, they're playing well, they're holding their own and uh, teams like Norfolk, who were struggling at the start of the year, are um, they're back up and they're doing well. They're, I mean, they're still, they're doing better than they were at the start of the year. They're still struggling a little, but you know, is it is it just me or is Rome kind of as a median sort of climbing those ranks a little bit? They're a little higher than last week, I think, just off of looks. I don't mm. remember off the top of my head. So, I maybe a team on their eyes there, make a last push. Oh, excellent uh, points. Potty, what do, what do you think about the power rankings for the week? I think they're all bullshit, and it doesn't matter. But <laughs> I think that it's a, I think that it's an interesting perspective, and it's one we should share with our viewers. So um, yeah, I respect exactly, uh, right. you know, Yodi and, and Pinkman. If there were one dark horse of the week, who is it? Is it Rome? Who's who's climbing the ranks from the bottom? Is going to be a you know a playoff contender? Um. I'm going to say shout out Captain Wicked. I'm going to say Manitoba. You know, I think, you know, all the at the start of the season, all of the uh, uh, expansion teams were bottom four in those power rankings that all the coaches submitted. They all doubted, like, teams like Columbus and Manitoba. And I think Manitoba's got a real shot at competing in the playoffs. I don't know about being a contender, but I think they definitely have a chance to make it out of the first round or make it into the first round to begin with. Kind of talking about those feature matches where you had a, uh, San Diego and Copenhagen. I think San Diego could be a good dark horse team, but I also got to shout out Rome after a few threats from their GM last episode of just how great a team they are. So please don't hurt me. <laughs> well, if we want some evidence, there's only one place to turn, and those are our standings. As we pull them up for the pros, uh, Pinkman, I'm wondering... 
or, or Yodi, my bad. Uh, did you want to take the rocket? You know, I think I think uh, Alaska. You know, at the start of the season, I think everyone thought that um, teams like Alaska would would kind of struggle more than they have in previous years because of their goalie situation. And looking at them, obviously they're still in third and still competing. I think it's really competitive, top three, four, five. Um, I think that's three teams tied for third place. And Honolulu shot up from I think they were in 16th. I think was the deepest they were in uh, earlier in the season. And uh, like Pinkman said, you know, San Diego's a good dark horse. Um, but yeah, I think the Rockets still looking really competitive, and I think all the teams are not too far from each other. And um, it's a, it's a, I think it's the tougher conference, in my opinion. The tougher, Overall. the most tough conference of them two. I think it is. Wow. Yeah. Mm. I think it's. I think it's more competitive. I just. You know, you look over at uh, Mr. Hockey, and I mean, I think those, I, I want to say that Turku and Glasgow, but in Florence, I think Florence kind of, it's it's definitely a hot take, and I may only be saying it because like my conference, but, or my division, but you know, I definitely Don't think worry, that. Don't worry, Yodi. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, Mr. Hockey, Jacksonville seems to be running away with it yeah, a little I bit, think, so I, think, uh, I, get what, I get what you're putting out, buddy. Don't worry. For sure, I think it's just less competitive over in the Mister Hockey. I think they're, um, I think you know it's just two or three teams that are really pushing for that um, first place, and you know I think the bottom is just a lot farther behind than the rest. Well, there we have it. You know, I think uh, that's a fair uh, perspective, and it's one we uh, stand behind here at Rinkside. So let's move along from our conferences. <clears throat> to the Miners with Supreme and Pinkman. <laughs> and Chicago is in first place. Uh, I th- think it's just been Chicago, Prague, Montreal, top three. I think the entire season um, with Montreal just solidifying the third spot. You know, Chicago, Prague just sitting at the top like always. And then uh, Zurich right behind... Uh, Montreal sitting at four, and then Pittsburgh, Toronto down at the bottom. But uh, not really much is changing with these with the with the standings in the minors um, throughout the season. It's been pretty consistent um, overall. Pinkman, what do you what do you think? Matchup wise, I think it's pretty even. You know, a bottom team will take out a top team. Like Pittsburgh just beat Zurich seven to one the other yeah. day and they're still three points behind them. I'm a little unfamiliar with how the playoffs pan out in the minors. Is it top Should four? Be. Or top four? So that could be an exciting race down there. I think the top three teams, Chicago, Prague, and Montreal, have ultimately got yeah. it all locked up that they'll basically make it. Yeah, no, it should be interesting. Like I said, like Chicago, Prague, just been like holding off the top uh, for as many weeks as I can think of. Anyway, I don't think. The highest Montreal has been is maybe second at one point. But Chicago, Prague, they got uh, two pretty good teams over there. Lots of uh, good players. So uh, it'd be interesting to see yet again what's going to happen next week. Montreal did also get their first player on the uh, prospect class rankings this week. Yeah, true. uh, Oh, uh, Harris, Supreme. I think was uh, the player I think on there yes. at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Hero, but it's a uh, Hera Supreme, which, uh, but yeah, 
Hera is actually a um a a name for a Greek goddess. Um, but uh, anyway, if you could put one and two together with Hera Supreme, you might figure out who that is. But uh, Ooh, not me. It's wrong. maybe the person out there. But <laughs> but yeah, she's a she's a good player overall, and. Uh, and um, I've noticed I'm uh, watching a few games that uh, she's a six foot six defenseman and just rocking people left, right, and center with a decent shot. Offense is that an offensive defense? Holy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Offensive defenseman, six foot six, 230 pounds, I think, roughly. It's quite the, quite the build, <laughs> but uh. As far as the uh, as the prospect list goes here, uh, Pinkman, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but you did this, I'm sure. Yep, I created this. So that hair thing, that's you take on me. The, why don't you take the reins with this one? So I get my. I'm basically just the middleman. I get an input. I'll put it out for them. I have no real say in the rankings. But Benny Frieslesh, Fries. I'm sure I just butchered that. As he's even my own player, he just leapfrogged all the way up to third last rankings. I don't think he was even on there at all. Velvet yeah. Dove staying strong there at the top, and otherwise a little crisscross, flip flop here and there on some of the other players. Like I'm sure Charlie Moose was there. I think Chris Lord might be new. Tyler Hunt, same. But Tyler Commander, I'm almost for certain that he's new. So those kind of bottom players, they're for the most part new, but those top five are pretty much solid. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple names here that uh, I'm not too, too familiar with. Like, I mean, I do know like Velvet Dove, Freeze Lash, uh, Markinen, and and Supreme. Um, but I'm not too, too familiar with the um, with the other players here. But uh, I'm sure if they're on here, they're definitely uh, players that people are going to want to keep an eye out for in the upcoming draft. And of course, very active. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. That's what that's what teams are looking for is active players. You know, people being active in the chats and the more and more active a, a player a prospect is, is uh, more and more likely they're going to get drafted in a higher position opposed to maybe a player that you know, has a bunch of goals or whatever. But if the player is not uh, active in the chats, then, you know, don't expect to go first round regardless of your stats. Well, let's take a perspective on those that are leading the league. Yodi, tell us about the season seven league leaders. Well, for goals, it's been uh, it's been voodoo for Miami uh, all season, um, and uh, he's he's been you know leading the race. He's been Miami's uh, I'd have to say best player. Oh, he's so gone. Far, if they were to name, or is that me? I think it's you. Oh, <laughs> I think it's you. Yeah, I think he's been uh, Miami's best player this season for sure. <laughs> um. And uh, David Levin, uh, he's been great. He's basically mentioned on like every list right now, and uh, definitely um, has been uh, really good for Copenhagen. I see a lot of um, Alaska and uh, uh, centers. Um, Essex Denabola leading assists. Um, Javad Storm, a rookie who is um, you can't see it, but he's leading in points per sixty right now. So uh, that's pretty big. But uh, yeah, um, you see a few uh, Tampa Bay players. They've got a very electric offense, and um, 
a few a few names that I don't see all too often, like Blaze Henderson or Nolan Nordstrom. But uh, yeah, um, it's been exciting, and there are a lot of uh, good players, a lot of MVP candidates on here. So yeah, solid perspective there, and appreciate hearing it coming from you know an owner himself, Yodi Logic. So let's move along to the coach, Jesse Pinkman. Rookies. Big coach. Coach of the week one time. I'll wear that proudly. This (laughs) is... Hey, ditto right here, buddy. Just watch. That's all we got. (laughs) This is the pro rookies, correct? Uh, Yes. Yeah, Yeah. just wanted to make sure. Okay. So, uh, three games only this week. Right? Three? Or is it two? Stop Wednesday? Yeah, just three. I believe so, yeah. Just three? Okay. So, yeah, three games this week. Not really too much potential for change. Javad Storm still sitting at about 14 goals, which you saw him last week, but that's still more than RJ Corker and all the other guys right below him. I'm looking to my left here, which is where I got everything pulled up for me. But otherwise, Javad Storm still sitting on top, 26 points, a five-point separation, you know, dominating over there in Jacksonville. Oh, nice. That's the way it works. So um, let's uh, move along to the transactions that went down. Week starting us off, a trade that was missed in the above post. Brooklyn receiving Season 8 second Miami, Season 8 second Sapporo, and Season 9 second Sapporo, Copenhagen receiving Season 9 first Brooklyn. So two Season 8 seconds and a Season 9 second for a Season 9 first? You know, that sounds like... Pretty good Big package. Pretty good trade for them. Fire the commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big big package for uh, first uh, first round pick for next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Copenhagen clearly got their eyes on something here. Yeah. So then we had what else we got? Trade alert: Rome Gladiators receiving David Ware, Tennessee Black Bears receiving Brett Solberg. So two forwards moving along. Um, and some like pretty old school players. Uh, so this is like a respect trade, you know, both of them like they're like some high tier players, you know. So Montreal Magic releasing Percy Texiera, uh, Sabretooth release goalie Doug Day. He retired. Filthy Yo-Yo left the, snow- the Hawks. Then we had Cedric Burke sign with the Magic. Danny Valentine with the Hawks and Bernard Barboa is uh, signing as the goalie of the Sabretooths. And I wonder if Filthy Yo-Yo became Bernard Barboa. Could be. Filthy Yo-Yo, I th- like, correct me if I'm wrong, but he seemed like he was like pretty active in the chats and stuff, and he was only in for a couple weeks. Yeah, literally just created. I think he had his eyes set on... I- think being on Prague he had his eyes set on being on a specific team he was talking with one of the commissioners and he was like if I can end up there I'll take the chance mm-hmm. so I don't think he was unhappy in Zurich it's just he wanted to be with his buddies yeah true but you know it's still good to see like filthy yo-yo a guy that seems like he's going to be pretty uh active in the chats you know joining into the league and Hopefully we can get a lot more um, active guys joining in the minors. 
So we had a trade alert where Honolulu Tropics received Lenny Lyons and Las Vegas received Jerry Jackson, former Warlock, as well as a conditional draft pick. So, you know, whenever you got those conditionals, it's interesting. You don't know what the stakes are. Is it a first round? Is it second round? Is it this season? Is it next season? It's kind of like closed door. But I do believe that they are posted on the future trade, like the terms of what they are and what they, you know, the quality of them. So it's just interesting for it to be included. But, you know, Lenny Lyons and Jerry Jackson, you know, an interesting uh, trade that occurred there. Any other perspective from you guys on this one? Yeah, I got one. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but Lenny Lyons, man, it seems like every odd week he's on a new team. Like, I'm pretty sure this is like his sixth team he's been on so far. Um, I'm not sure how old his player is or how long he's been on the league, but I would like to see if if, uh, he's coming up on a record on uh, the most teams uh, single players uh, play for. Anyways, uh, yo, that was pretty sweet coming on tonight. Uh, Yodi and Pinkman, what uh, what do you think the audience has store in? What has the audience in store for episode 50 coming up on our bicentennial celebration? Uh, you know, I, I don't know if, um, you know, I think that's really Pinkman to talk about if he has a, like an announcement to make or anything, but you know, I, uh, I think we got some big plans, and I think Ringside's just gonna keep getting bigger and better. And I think um, we're uh, we're really moving forward as a show. And um, yeah, I think uh, episode fifty is gonna be a good milestone to hit, and I think it's gonna get up to 100, 150, you know, so forth. Absolutely.